the fantasy's finest fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. Oh, man. Welcome back to the fantasy's finest podcast. Oh, boy, you know what time it is. Week six, Cowboys versus Eagles. Let's get that out the way right now because you know they're already starting to fraud. And what I mean by that is, you know, I, I, I'm if you don't know, you're new to the podcast, you're new to the show. I'm from Philly. Of course, you know, it's your host, William Spencer. Okay, let me get that out the way. But I, I'm from Philadelphia. I live in Philadelphia. So I get the initial experience of what it's like to be a Cowboys fan in Philadelphia and they are starting to try and downplay the game a bit because the expectations the weight and everything that comes with these kinds of games is on them now it's on the Eagles they're 5 and 0 heading into week 6 Dallas is kind of, you know, getting it together because, you know, they have Cooper Rush and the defense is playing very well. But now the onus is on them to produce in a big game, big divisional game. And they getting kind of getting kind of leery right now. And it's some fans are, you know, some fans are with it They're with the action. They're ready for the game. But a lot of them. Or the consensus is kind of, I feel like it's kind of split. So we'll see. But for now, it's going to be a big game. Um, I'm kind of excited. I want to see if Dak Prescott is able to play this week. Um, if he can play, I feel more comfortable about the game itself. Cooper Rush, he just doesn't, he's a backup. And I, despite the noise that's being made about the quarterback controversy and all that noise, it's not if you know foot if you truly know football and you're not trying to be a troll, you know the difference between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. And Cooper Rush is just a guy who's playing very well. He's not giving you reasons to he's not doing anything to put the games in jeopardy. Let's put it like that. But he's not doing enough on the offensive end to make the offense be as great as it could be. The defense is playing well above its head right now. The running game is there. You know, they got special teams working. And someone who isn't getting enough shine in the midst of all of this is Brett Maher. And I know you're like, well, what? Maher? Really? Yo, he's been money this season. He's been money. From everywhere, from distance, I don't think he's missed a kick. Just he's missed a kick this season. I'm gonna have to go fact check that, but I have not seen him. He missed, he he had a, there was an extra point that was blocked against the Rams, but that don't really count. I don't count that. He didn't miss a kick. He didn't miss an extra point. I don't think he's missed a field goal. Um, he's hitting them from within the thirty. You know, and not missing. That's what his weakness was. For whatever reason, he could bang them from deep. But then when it got close, he would shank him. So he's not doing that. Maher is a totally different person than what he was a few years ago when he be he was a Cowboys kicker. He needs to get his props. But 
you know, the Eagles, they, they're no slouches either. Uh, you can't even belittle the games that they've played. It, it wouldn't be fair because Jalen Hurts has turned. He looks like he's turned a corner. He's playing very well the first month of the season. He got the Eagles at 5-0. and He looks way better as a passer uh, than he did last year. You got to give him credit. A.J. Brown's been balling, though I don't know why they didn't throw him the ball as much during the Cardinals game. Um, I don't get that at all, but it was seemed like it was a Devonta Smith game, and he was getting a lot more looks from uh, Jalen Hurts than um, usual. But they're doing their thing, man. Miles, Miles Sanders had a pretty solid uh, season so far. He's... Oh, man, my offseason takes, I can be honest here, my offseason takes haven't been the greatest. My running backs especially. Clyde Edwards-Lair has a hot start. Miles Sanders has a hot start. Josh Jacobs, good Lord, he ran all over Kansas City in, on Monday Night Football in Week 5. He, They're just, they're doing very well to start the season. Now, could they fall off? <laughs> sure, you know, you know, and I'm not. I would be mad, you know, if they do decide to slow it down a little bit and make my takes look good. But right now, they're cooking. They're cooking right now, and it's 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 good for fantasy, just not good for me. <laughs> but in this episode, we gotta get to the episode. I'm sorry for rambling. I just had to get that out there. Cowboys week is here. Eagles fans, Cowboys fans, they're going back and forth on social media. It's a it's a sight to see. But this episode, we got to get you ready for uh, week six waivers. Uh, There's always, even when you go through claims, and this is what people don't do, or I feel like people neglect. Even when claims go through, there's still players to get. Everybody can't pick up every single waiver wire pick. So you have to do your due diligence. Even when claims go through, see who gets dropped, see who's still available, see who didn't get picked up. You can never just sit there and be like, when once the once you get the notification and waivers goes through, you can't sit there and go, oh, well, players got picked. I didn't get my guy. There's always another player. Just you just got to you got to look through there through a fine tooth comb. So I'm going to give you a couple of players that I think you should be looking at this week heading into week six. Um, And one more thing before we jump into the meat of the episode, we got to talk about this. Uh, These these corny calls that are being made um you know the tom brady hit during a falcons game that was a uh, roughing the passer the Derek carr sack from chris jones that was considered roughing the pass that took a that took a, a turnover away those are not roughing the passer uh uh calls I don't know what's going on with the NFL refs, but over the last couple of years, some of their calls have been very egregious. It's like, what are you looking at that that says that this particular play is bad? Like Tom Brady getting flung to the ground. Oh, my God. It, 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 Tom Brady hit the dirt. He's a quarterback. He's going to get hit. He's going to take a sack. It's OK to hit Tom Brady. The golden boy can take a sack. And it's like, as soon as he's touched, oh my God, flag. Come on. That's dead. We got to we gotta stop that. Tom Brady is allowed to get hit like any other quarterback. Now, if you blast him, 
you know, going for the head and all that. Sure. Yeah. Those, those flags are warranted, but let's be real here. Was that call? Was that, that sack on Tom Brady in the Atlanta Falcons game? Was that really rough in the passer or did he just get flung to the ground? Come on, let's be real. Even a Derek Carr hit, Chris Jones landed on top of him. Okay, I can see where that could be taken as, you know, that was kind of rough in the passer, body weight, all that stuff. Cool, but I don't think you make that call when you have a turnover. Chris Jones took the ball from Derek Carr on the way to the ground. You can't make that call. It changes. It changes the game for... The Raiders, well, not in this instance, it, it 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 took away a turnover from the Chiefs. You don't do that to them like that. He, how else are you supposed to hit a quarterback from that side? I, what do you want the defenders to do? And then conversely, you're not you calling all these bad calls. What about the calls that you are missing? The holding calls. Yeah, you could call holding every play. Well, you should. Some games you, you you see players. Michael Parsons got held during the Rams game. Buddy was giving him a hug. No no call. Even Michael Parsons had to tweet about it. <laughs> Even my Parsons got a picture of the game clip with him getting held, and he was like, "Y'all talking about player safety and all that? What about the defenders?" And he's right. You you getting mugged by an offensive lineman? No call. NFL refs got to get it together, man. They got to tighten up because that's that's not cool. And you're right there. How do you miss that? Why are you behind? Why are you behind the play in the first place? If you can't see the game, I don't know, man. Refs is refs is something else. I try not to think about them too much during the game because while they can impact the game, I don't want to think about that. I always try and think about the opponent. The whoever's whoever's lining up against my Cowboys, that's what I want to see. The refs can stay out of the game. If you're gonna call a fair game or you're gonna call the calls, you have to be paying you have to be paying attention to the game. You can't be sitting out there in La La Land and let stuff slide. Then you want to call holding calls in the other way. Like this I could go on and on, but let's get into the let's get into the episode, man. We gotta get these waivers out for y'all to get ready for week six. Hopefully your fantasy teams are doing a bit better than some of mine. Um, I'm actually not too bad. I'm not even going for all. I'm not doing too bad. I just have a couple of teams that I need to turn around. And some of them are starting to trend upward. I won a couple games this week. Oh, man. I lost a crusher against one of my rivals um, by .04 points. I lost. A game. I was I was shocked. If I had played any other quarterback than Russell Wilson in week five, I would have won. I if I had just waited, not played anybody on Thursday night, and played Geno Smith, because I dumped Matt Ryan for Geno Smith, I would have won. Crushed it. But I got Geno Smith in my lineups too this week. So yeah, I'm I'm riding that hot wave. So and you should be too. I told you guys to grab Geno Smith last week. And if you listen, you you will have a, a solid quarterback. And solid is being generous because Geno Smith is playing out of his mind right now. He's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Did anybody see that coming? 
And I'll be honest, I did not. I did not see that coming. He looked like trash the last few years. And then he gets with he gets with Pete Carroll and he's running the Seahawks offense pretty darn well. Pretty darn well. I did not see that coming. Otherwise, I wouldn't have made my DK Metcalf pick. I'm eating that one too. Because Geno Smith has not ever looked like this. I don't know who's playing in that Jet jersey during on Sundays, but Jesus, he's killing it out there. So if you managed to pick him up last week, you're ahead of the curve because Geno Smith's been on a three-game tear in terms of fantasy. He's been a top-ten quarterback, I think, over the last uh, three weeks. So if you have Geno Smith, they play Arizona this week, division game, but Arizona's defense can't get got. And Geno Smith is hot enough, and he gives you rushing upside. He's not going to run all over the place like Lamar, but he can run. He can rush, especially in the red zone, for those touchdowns. He can use his feet. He got a little bit of speed, mobility. So, you know, I I told you guys to grab him last week. If you were smart, if you got ahead of the curve, you you should be good. But you're probably going to be fighting for him during waivers this week. Um, so just. If you need a quarterback, that's one of the guys you should be targeting. But let's get into the episode, man. You know what you got to do before we jump into it. Follow the podcast on at Fantasy's Finest across all your social media, Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We're all over there at Fantasy's Finest. And make sure you follow the host, me, yours truly, William Spencer, at Hype underscore Finest. And follow my boy, Jalen, at, at uh, Black, Moscato, Black underscore Moscato. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platforms like Google, Spotify, Apple, and so many more. And I'm working on a, um this. I found this thing called Pod Page, uh, where it just gives us all of our episodes on one platform. So I'm going to try and work that into the website too, thefantasiesfinders.com, so you can have direct links to all our episodes when they come out with links to your favorite podcast platform. So it's just like a, a, a central hub. It's kind of like uh, wave.com that we were using. I'm trying to just make sure I have enough avenues where the podcast can be getting out. Um, so that way, even if it doesn't show up, like if you're using Google Podcasts, I know they're a little slow. So if you're using Google Podcasts or something like that, and that's your preference, um, these other avenues will be able to help you get to the show a lot quicker so you know what we got to get into before we jump into the main part we got to catch you up on the news let's get into it news and notes from around the nfl all right yo i know you guys saw the news this morning Devonte adams could be facing discipline from the nfl after he shoved a cameraman down during a Monday night football game, well, after the Monday night football game, uh, this news comes by way of NFL Network's Tom Pelliacero. He says that the com- the cameraman has reportedly filed a police report and was examined for injuries at a nearby hospital. Adams could be facing disciplinary action, possibly a suspension uh, for his actions against the cameraman. He uh, apologized to the cameraman via his social media accounts, but I know you, bro, I know you pissed that the Raiders keep losing, 
but you cannot take it out. And here's my thing. <laughs> you got to be smarter than that. I know losing a game, especially that close to a division rival, is tough. It'll get anybody tight. But you can't take it out on the camera, man. He didn't do anything to you. And you are an NFL player with money. You got big bank. You just signed a big behind contract this offseason via the trade. You are a windfall for a guy like that. And he going to play it up, too. I, I'm, I can't be mad at him for doing it. But I'm just like, bro, you he pushed you, but you ain't hurt. But at the same time, it's like you pushed him. He's going to try and sue you. That's just how the world works. You got to be smarter. You can't put yourself in positions like that. Even though he apologized, man, he might have to apologize with his wallet because that's just how people are. Oh, you got pushed by an NFL player. That's money. The first thing that he heard, if even if he did get hurt, because he didn't look like he got hurt. The guy got helped up. He popped up really pretty quick if you watch the video. But if he did, let's say he did get hurt. You know what sound he heard if he broke anything? Before he broke anything, he heard cha-ching. He's going to get broke off. He's going to get something. Because it's not a good look. And it's on national television. Who saw? Yo, whoever, whoever owns or controls the birds in the sky in the stadium at Kansas City, yo, they are a one. Cause how do you how do you find that that quick and pan pan to it during the game, during the end of the game? That's that's a one camera work right there. But they caught him in four K. He's going to he's going to catch some heat from the NFL. We don't know whether it's going to be a suspension or not, but it's coming down. Moving along, Russell Wilson. There's a Russell Wilson update. Head coach Nathaniel Hackett says that Wilson, who is dealing with a shoulder injury, should be ready to play against the Chargers in week six. Wilson was playing with a partially torn lat in his throwing shoulder, and he received a, a, an injection. Uh, it was called a platelet-rich plasma injection, according to Brandon Herald's Arnie Stapleton. And after this uh, the injection, he returned to practice four days later in preparation for week six. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Don't put Russell Wilson in your lineups. Please don't. Even if you think that he could have a chance against uh, the Chargers in week six, don't do it to yourself. Unless you're in dire streets and you need to play Russell Wilson. Otherwise, don't find another option. I'm already putting him on my bench. If he pops off, then that's great because, you know, he's trending back in a different direction. But until he can show me that he can throw in that with that shoulder and stop heaving up ducks, um, he's got to go to the bench. And I in some of my leagues, man, I'm already tight at quarterback. I had Russ. I traded for Russell Wilson. Um, I had Dak Prescott. He's on. He's in my. Um, Injured reserve spot because my league lets me put in uh, players that are hurt uh, in the injured reserve. But I'm already out two quarterbacks. And I scooped up Geno Smith in that league. Um, so hopefully Geno can give me something. But you, know, you got to make those moves. You got to make those moves. It is what it is. But you cannot put Russell Wilson in your lineups this week. Wait for him to, wait for him to show that he's recovered at least 
playable enough uh, to do some damage out there for your fantasy teams. But otherwise, until further notice, Russ got to Russ got to ride the pine. Dalton Schultz reaggravated his injury. He's uh, still dealing with a knee injury or torn, partially torn PCL. Uh, he aggravated again uh, during the Rams game. He bumped knees with linebacker Ernest Jones. Uh, this news comes by way of Tom Pelliasero again. Uh, he's his status for Week Six is up in the air. Um, the training, the practice reports are going to be what reveals whether or not he's going to play or not. And even if he does play, e with Cooper Rush, probably will leave him on the bench too. Just saying, he gave me a big fat donut, and obviously he got hurt. But he hasn't really been doing anything uh, prior to that. Cooper Rush is he threw for sixteen. He threw sixteen passes last week against the Rams. That's not going to do it. So until that comes back, <laughs> keep keep all short on your bench. And in case you missed this little tidbit, Panthers have fired Matt Rule. After that L from the 49ers, uh, they, they they gave him his walking papers. And Baker Mayfield got banged up in that game, too. Uh, the Panthers started at 1-4 on the season with the 25th ranked overall offense. Not good. Rule just didn't cut it. And so they cut him. <laughs> so Matt Rule is gone. Uh, defensive coordinator, I believe Steve Wilkes, Steve Wilkes is going to take over. Um, and as far as Baker's concerned, he's dealing with a uh, foot injury. He went, underwent an MRI to see how, the extent of the damage. Uh, came back negative, but he's probably going to be he's going to miss some time. And that's not a good thing because Sam Darnold, even though he's eligible to come off the injury reserve for his injury, I believe it's an ankle or a foot, he's still not ready. So it looks like P.J. Walker is going to be getting uh, the starting reps for the Carolina Panthers moving forward until Baker is back. But that'll wrap it up for the news. Now let's get into these waivers, man. Waivers. Waiver Wire Week 6. Targets. All right, so I told you guys last week about, you know, Geno Smith and trying to grab him. Um, right now, he's uh, 26.5% rostered, and he finished as the QB five, QB4 for week five. Geno Smith is going to be one of the hot waiver wires if you need a quarterback um, heading into week six. Um, put up 24 fantasy points. He's been on a tear the last three weeks. So I can't really, I don't need to go into it because you already, you should already know because I told you already to go get him. (laughs) But if not, um, another quarterback you might be interested in is Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Jimmy is not the flashiest of quarterbacks, but like I said, if you're in dire straits or you need a streaming option, Jimmy Garoppolo is only 19.3% uh, rostered, uh, according to NFL Fantasy. So he's out there if you need him. He finished as the QB8 um, in Week 5 with 18 fantasy points. Um, like I said, you, you're, you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel when you hit Jimmy Garoppolo for a waiver claim. But like I said, if you 
have Russell Wilson or you have Dak Prescott or you are kind of leery of Jared Goff, I wouldn't panic over that one. Jared Goff had a very bad game. Um, apparently, playing Bill Belichick is his kryptonite because, good Lord, they got the brakes beat off of him. 29-0? Good God. I did not see that coming. Sheesh. I thought I didn't. It wasn't even one of those things where I thought it was going to be a fight. But man, they just they got mollywopped. But Jimmy Garoppolo, if you need him, he's there. He's only under under 20 percent rostered. Like I said, according to NFL fantasy. So he's out there if you need him. Now, here's where you're going to get is going to pique your interest because running backs, you know, a couple, we have a couple of. Uh, waivers, not waivers, uh, buys coming in. Houston's on a buy. Tennessee's on a buy. So you're you're losing Damian Pierce and you're losing Derrick Henry. So if you need and this next person I'm going to mention is probably going to get some attention this week, too, because the starter, basically everybody else in front of him is hurt um, coming out of week five. You know, Benjamin for the Arizona Cardinals. James Conner's dealing with ribs. Damian Williams is dealing with a, uh, a hamstring. Who uh, The ball, I think, is Jonathan Ward? Or it's something with a J. I, I, I was skimmed across the first. Once I saw the first two and I skimmed across his name, I was like, oh, well. Yeah, I, I don't know this bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Ward is his last name. He's dealing with an injury, too. So you got three running backs that are going to be uh, banged up heading into week six. Eno Benjamin came in and he took over the backfield uh, with everybody down. Uh, He might if here's the thing with this. If you have James Conner, you pick up, you know, Benjamin to back him up. If you don't have James Conner, but you you think that he might be able to slide through waivers, you could take the gamble and hopefully nobody picks him up or. You know, you I I don't know. I would I I would play it safe and just pick him up, pick him up, and just hold him on your bench. And then you watch the news, the uh, reports coming out of uh, practice this week. And if James Conner can't go, you're already ahead. Don't risk it. Forget what I said earlier. Take the shot. Grab him on your waivers, off your waivers. Put him on your bench, and then make sure you uh, stay up on the news. Follow the fantasy's finest. And stay up on the stay up on the um, practice reports for this week heading into week six. So that way you're already covered and you got your guy on your bench ready to start. Um, this one is going to be a bigger name, uh, especially with what happened. Uh, Kenneth Walker, um, running back for the Seattle Seahawks, he's going to get the primary role now that Rashad Penny uh, is out for the season with a broken tibia or. Uh, fibia I know I'm probably saying that wrong it's, I think it was a tibia but he's done for the year he's he's out for the year Kenny Walker is going to get that new role he finished uh, he came in week 5 8 carries for 88 yards and a touchdown he he looks promising big playability is there uh, I would try and get him as my number 1 waiver wire option if I'm looking for a running back um but Kenny Walker is going to be the guy there. And uh, if you need him, shoot, if you don't need him, grab him anyway. <laughs> grab him anyway. You could when you have a when you have a high waiver pick and you can grab a guy like that 
it gives you so much flexibility. You can keep him. You can stash him on your bench. You can trade him. Maybe pack him in with another player and get an, a bigger time need filled. Maybe a tight end. Maybe a wide receiver. But you have options. Never shirk on a chance to get a guy, especially if somebody else need him. You got to go do that. Uh, who else we got on the list? Tevin Coleman. This is one to watch because Coleman came off the street. Now, he is familiar with the 49ers, so he probably didn't need that much of a warm-up. But Tevin Coleman finished as the RB10 fresh off the block. 21.7 fantasy points, um, two, two touchdowns. He got involved in the passing work. He he could be, and I liked how they used him um, in compare, and it didn't really hurt Jeff Wilson. I like that. Uh, Coleman saw a lot of the passing work. Uh, Wilson saw the bulk of the carries, 17 carries for uh, Jeff Wilson. I think it was about eight carries for uh, Tevin Coleman in week five. That's a that between the the passing work and the passing work and the uh, carries for Tevin Coleman. That's a solid upside, and then they're going to use him in the red zone too. So if you need, I if you all right, if you had to go choose between Kenny Walker and Tevin Coleman and Eno Benjamin, you're going to go Kenny Walker number one. Tevin Coleman, number two, it, it, this would be my order, and Eno Benjamin, number three. And that way, you're covered at running back. You're going to hopefully you get one of those guys, um, depending on what your waiver wire situation looks like, where you uh, where your pick is. But those are the three guys you should be looking at um, at running back this week. Um, I got a, a couple of wide receiver options for you as well. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he finished as the wide receiver 20 for week five, 15 fantasy points. The thing about him, though, is that he's seen seven targets or more three out of his last four games. He's second on the team in targets, 17% uh, target share, just behind Juju Smith-Schuster. He's getting the volume. He's just not scoring. So he's at least giving you solid flex production. If that, if that, With the upside with that, he's in one of the best or better passing situations. He just needs to get they need to take more shots um, and get him involved. But he's doing he was playing very well um, against the Raiders in Monday Night Football. 90 yards receiving. Um, he had eight targets. That's solid. If he breaks one of those runs, he's gone and he's going to hit the end zone. So if you need a wide receiver, I like Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um I'm glad that he's second on the team in targets. We just need a little bit more out of him so he can use him on a daily basis, but I mean weekly basis. But the the targets are there. It's just a matter of him punching it in and maybe using someone else to. You side note: you would think that <laughs> Travis Kelsey in the red zone is a bad thing. You would have like two or three, two guys around him to to keep that from happening. Buddy scored four touchdowns on the Raiders, and it didn't even look like they adjusted. They're like, oh, well, we're going to man up. You know, we got the guy. He can cover him. No, he can't. He scored four on you by himself. <laughs> like, come on. Why would you do that? Travis Kelsey, he, he's nice. I hope there weren't people out there calling for his uh, 
his downfall this year. Oh, yeah, this is the year he's going to fall off. No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not happening. It's not happening. Let me get let me get through this list. All right. Next up is Jacoby Myers. Finished as a wide receiver, 8 for week 5. He's only 32.5% rostered uh, per NFL uh, fantasy. So that means he still may be available in your leagues, you know, uh, depending on how you guys move. Every league is different. But if he's still available, you might want to pick him up. He's He missed uh, week three and four with injuries, but he's still the leading wide receiver uh, at a 19, nearly 20% target share uh, for the New England Patriots. And he saw 13 targets in week two. He's definitely a guy that you want to have on your team. And I constantly sleep on him because I don't think always think of when I think of the New England Patriots, I see the running game and I see that being the main focus. But they have to throw the ball sometimes. And Myers is that guy who's going to get most of the targets. So grab Jacoby Myers if you need him. Another wide receiver I'm I'm looking at, I'm happy he's finally starting to shine, is Alec Pierce, Indianapolis Colts wide receiver. Um, he's he's available everywhere. Less than 10% owned um, or rostered. He's going to get a lot more work as the season goes on. Ashton Doolin is on IR. Paris Campbell rarely gets targeted. Michael Pittman is the man there. So the number two sliding in right behind him is Alec Pierce. He led the team in targets in week five, um, 22 targets on the season, 12% target share. He's going to get more work because the Colts want to throw the ball. Matt Ryan is going to throw the ball a ton this year. And whether he's able to produce or put up points, that's beyond me. But in PPR formats, you need those targets to help. And Pierce is going to be one of those guys who's going to keep getting those targets. You need, I like Pierce. When in, in leagues that I don't have Michael Pittman, I'm grabbing Alec Pierce. Now, I got a couple of tight end options for you. Cade Otten, told you about him last week on, on the podcast and on Twitter. Because Cameron Brait was out. He hasn't really done much this year, both of them. But Cameron Brait has been really meh so far this season. You don't have Gronk anymore. Cameron Brace always played second fiddle to whoever else was there, O.G. Howard, Rob Gronkowski. Kate Otten seems to be the better of the two. He saw seven targets um, against the Falcons with Cameron Bray out dealing with the concussion. Six for 43 was his uh, finish line. Played 94% of the snaps in week five. If he can cement himself above Cameron Brait, the job is his. I mean, they basically drafted him to, I feel like they they drafted him to replace Cameron Brait anyway, because Brait hasn't done much most of his career in Tampa. It's always been whoever was in front of him. And now it looks like Otten is getting his shot to be able to do that. If you want to jump ahead and get on this train, you can. Or you can wait, see how it develops, and then you can make your move. Though, you know how it goes with fantasy. Once a guy gets uh, attention, he's going to be a hot item in whatever week he pop off. 
But uh, Kate Otten is a guy that I'm trying to add on my fantasy teams if I need another tight end. Um, so I'm definitely doing that. Stash, baby. Stash. Now, this next guy, and this is the last guy I got on my list. He burns me up because he's one of the reasons why I lost by .04 last week. Hayden Hurst. Now, I feel like he came out of nowhere this week. Six for seven. uh, Six six catches on seven targets for 53 yards and a touchdown. I was like, bro, where is this coming from? And then I realized T. Higgins wasn't on the field. I was like, oh, my God. They're going to be working in Hayden Hurst tonight. And he was catching everything. Everything. He was killing me. And then the icing on the cake, the, the dagger. The dagger, Joe Burrow's rushing touchdown at the end of the game. I'm like, they're on. And I swore Joe Mixon had made it in the first dive. I thought he had made it. (laughs) I was like, bet they're going to turn. They're going to kick the extra field. They're going to kick the extra point. Boom. The game's over. The Chiefs got to get in. I don't care at this point because the Chiefs have to just drive down and kick a field goal to win the game and then my fantasy night is done i walk away the hero i had a six point lead and my opponent had 130 171 points and i had i'm sorry no he had 131 and i had 137.45 41 137 point 41 and he beat me by 0.04 points this is why i don't play with fractional point systems they suck this is why i was so mad so mad at that joe burrow drive but hayden hurst <laughs> let me get back to hayden hurst hayden hurst is seeing a 15 percent target share he's actually been getting a pretty decent targets despite having all those other weapons around him with jamar chase and uh t higgins and tyler boyd but with the way teams are defending uh jamar chase this season uh keeping up keeping him keeping a lid on him so he doesn't beat them deep hayden hurst is starting to thrive in those short range situations so hayden hurst is a guy who you should be targeting if you need a boost at tight end only nine percent rostered so he's your guy if you need him. I know I say that a lot, but they, you, yo, everybody has fantasy uh, player needs across variety of NFL of fantasy leagues, and you need options, man. This this is how it is. Injuries be popping up, bye weeks are kicking in. You got to get players on your team to fill those spots. So. That's all. That's why I'm here. I'm here to give you some options. (laughs) So that's it for the show, man. Make sure you check out, you know, the fantasyfinance.com for all our all our articles and stuff. We got to get some more stuff pumped out for this week. Uh, Thursday Night Football is right around the corner. And make sure you check us out on TikTok. Hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. Y'all know the routine by now. Come on, man. Show us some love on Apple, too. Leave us some ratings. 
leave us a couple stars let us know how we doing but that's it for the show i will check you guys out on our next episode y'all be safe peace to the fantasy's finest podcast be sure to join the community on facebook and follow us on twitter too at the fantasy's finest see you next episode